I've worked with hundreds of women entrepreneurs to help them market their businesses. Behind their businesses, they all have stories to tell. Whether it's battling mommy guilt, starting a business after being fired from a six-figure job, or realizing they needed to pivot and forge an uncharted path, they've all experienced something on their journey to success. I'm one of these women too, and I'm here to share our stories on Bright Girls in Business. What's up, everybody? It is Chanel Yarber here with another episode of the Bright Girls in Business show. It's Wednesday already again, and we're back. And today we have a whole nother guest, and we're talking about girls in tech today. And I'm really excited about this topic because I'm a self-proclaimed blurred, which is a black nerd. Um, and so I like I like talking tech. So we have Miss Darian Maples here today on the show with us. And she is the managing director for Girls in Tech Dallas. She is also an expert in the cybersecurity space. And she's she works at a leading cybersecurity company. So most audiences enjoy her practical strategies. They can apply personally and professionally to find ways to transition in technology. She's very passionate about women being in technology. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. So welcome, Darian. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. I appreciate this opportunity. I'm excited, excited, excited. <laughs> yes, you and and you're looking like you're glowing over there. You oh yes, yeah. You got the baby over there brewing in the oven. <laughs> Seven weeks, he'll be here. Ooh, <laughs> a working mom, y'all. Yes. She's a working mom. So <laughs> let's hop right on in because we've been talking. So, audience, we've been here about 30 minutes, and we've just been vibing and talking. We, I, I feel like I've known her my whole life now at this point. So, probably what we're going to talk about is something that we are either already talked about or I might learn something new. But I read your bio, and I saw that you went to Prairie View, the Prairie View A&M University. A&M University. Yes. And you studied communications and media and that stood out to me because that's what I went to school for that's my passion that's my joy and now I see you're in tech so how did that how did that happen how did you wow yes so I was very passionate about my media communications path before college I actually was working for Fox and UPN back in 2000 wow four I was working for the Colorado station um, back then. My dad was really big in media. He was actually one of the VPs at Viacom at the time, and he was really helping me get into that space. So I wanted to kind of lead the example and kind of go into his footsteps with at Prairie View. So I majored in communications and uh, really try to create a pathway there. But when I graduated, I noticed I was like, man, this is hard. I don't know where to start. And I just was like, oh, I just need to get a job, pay off these student loans. And I fell into a, a connection where she was like, you should come work for this cybersecurity company and start in sales. And I was like, okay, but I only have this communications background, TV. You know, I was the one on TV hosting, telling shows coming up next, Friends, Moesha at the time. So, you know, just having only that background, I just started and took on something new. And uh, yeah, it led me to where I am today. So um, I, yeah, I started out in cybersecurity sales at an entry-level position and worked my way up. Wow. 
I love it because, like I said, I went to school for media and communications twice, two times. <laughs> um, yeah, two times. And you're right. It's very competitive in the space, especially for black women. It's very competitive yes. if you're trying to be a, a journalist or a newscaster or anything like that. And it's a lot of background work that goes into it as far as, you know, making sure you have a reel together, making sure your resume is together, making sure... All the things. It's like you have to work before you get work. And so people don't understand that. And so a lot of my peers, just like you, have transitioned into other other career paths. Uh, but one of the things that I do love about our career path is that it's so transferable. Yes. So, so tech. You said you met someone and they just kind of ushered you in and you're like, okay, I'm going to start selling for this company. What were you doing? So it was more on the lead development side. We were, it's a cybersecurity company where we were trying to just reach out to companies to see what their vulnerabilities were because they're, you know, everyone's being breached. Everyone's being hacked. I was learning the industry at that time. I knew nothing about cybersecurity, not a thing, but they had a really amazing training program. They brought everyone on to just learn. It was almost like I was back in college. So I was like, wow, this stuff is really scary. Like, I'm kind of interested. Let me just keep going with this. And I just moved my way up. I didn't really want to be in sales. I wanted to get more technical. So I kind of wanted to push my way into partnerships, into more of like integrations. And that's what I've kind of pushed my career to now is just creating more of um, an integration cybersecurity ecosystem with different companies. So now I'm leading um, a whole ecosystem at a cybersecurity company now, but yeah, it everything in tech is connecting. Like you have to know people, you have to network, you have to really just put yourself out there to really get those connections going because it's cybersecurity is a huge, huge industry of a lot of people. So that's what I wanted to do is just keep going with the networks. I love it. So let's talk money. Okay. Yes. I know that. I know. Look, we diving into the deep end. Let's go. Because <laughs> tech careers, they, you know, they, they pay good money, especially compared to our chosen <laughs> field of media and communications or even some other fields that I know people, um, you know, go to school for and aspire to do, which is, you know, fine. Everybody wants to do their thing. But the career paths in tech tend to pay a lot more than, you know, other careers. As far as women are concerned, because we know that we've been hearing a lot about the gender wage gap and all that other good stuff. What do you advise women as far as transitioning some of their skills into tech so that they can take advantage of of the coin that comes from? Yeah, there's several ways you can do that. And transitioning from, you know, if you're a teacher, a nurse, a lot of women I run across, they are trying to pivot their way into tech. And they're like, hey, I want to make more money. How can I do this? Find out what you're already good at. And a lot of those teachers don't realize that, hey, you're good at project management. You're good at researching. You're good at training. Everything that we need in tech. And you can utilize those things to transition into and getting those free certifications online. Google, you name it, Amazon, half these companies are giving out free things to bring on the diversity to these tech companies. And I think a lot of people don't realize that a lot of these resources and companies are free. They're giving, they're handing it out because there's such a gap. And we have so many positions at my company that are available that are just not getting filled because no one 
has the experience. No one has taken the initiative to just go out there and learn. So, and that's with probably 85% of the companies out there. We need more people in the industry. So these companies are fighting and trying to find different ways to bring them on. And the easiest way to do that is to say, hey, we'll pay for this boot camp. We'll give you this free training. What do we need to do? So, yeah, there's so many ways. And uh, part of being a part of Girls in Tech, you know, what we're trying to do in the community is offer boot camps, mentorships, um, helping people realize that there's resources out there. We're partnered with several companies that are offering different types of trainings, events, and they're all free. Um, and we also have a jobs board and helping women find those jobs. So just all the resources. A lot of people never, I never even knew about girls in tech in the beginning. It's just really just bringing that awareness. And that's what I'm trying to do to help the community, definitely in Dallas. So I'm, I mean, I'm sitting over here kind of with my mouth agape because you're like, all these resources are free. They'll teach you all yes. this stuff. And I'm like, wait a minute. Nobody ever told me this. How, <laughs> where? How? What am I Googling? What am I looking up? Where? Where? Where do people go? How do they find out? Tell me. Yeah. So there's several different things. So there's different academies. Um, several companies will share who they're partnered with, and they'll bring on these different companies to really help resources. And it can be with certifications. Now I'll start with cybersecurity because that's my space. What we're offering is, you know, within our company, we partnered with different types of training facilities where you can kind of get the basics of cybersecurity. One time, you know, I was in a situation when I first started out in cyber, I was like, I don't even know the definition of this. You can go on Google, you can go on, you can research anything, but the difficulty I think people are just not understanding is what they need to go into because tech is everything. You can be a web designer, project manager, IT analyst, cybersecurity, software engineer. Where do I go? Um, you really have to just figure out and put together a plan of action before you make that kind of initiative because there's so much out there. But I would say start with Google. They have a whole plan, free offerings, free certifications. Um, and there's so many more. But that's the best one to start with, just to kind of look at to their resources because they're free. But I would start there. Wow. I'm telling you, I, look, I'm, I'm floored simply because <laughs> I didn't know because it's been intimidating for me. So, like, I've gone to South by Southwest. I've toyed around with the idea of going to Afrotech. But then when I'm going, I'm like, okay, if I go to Afrotech, what am I going to say? Right. Who am I going to talk to? What am I looking for? I don't know. So it is intimidating to try to transition into the space and you said some words earlier, and it just, I was like, what? I don't even remember what you said. It was implementation something, something, something. Oh. <laughs> and I was just like, what? And I, I I would gather that other women who have not been in the space would feel intimidated like I, you know, because it, it is a male-dominated field. Yes. So how do, you, how do you bridge that gap and connect? You know, I think the most uncomfortable feeling I had was when I first started moving up and I had to go to New York for this huge meeting and it was a room full of white men and I was the one leading the meeting they did not know so when I walked in they were like oh um are you lost I was I'm like no I'm I'm here for um I'm actually here to present you know the platform uh because I was going over the whole process of our ecosystem for my company to integrate with their CEOs because we they had an issue going on that they needed some cybersecurity type of platform. And they were like, oh, you're with, are, are you with someone? I'm like, no, I'm here to lead the meeting. I pulled up my laptop, pulled up the presentation. Like, 
They were like, oh, wow. Oh, we're so sorry. We thought you, they tried to play it off. And I noticed then I was like, this is what I'm going to constantly have to deal with. And it's on Zoom as well. You know, I'm the black square right here. And then all the men, white men, you know, or just men, period. So I feel uncomfortable on Zoom. I feel uncomfortable in person. And that's why, you know, the best way to handle that is just to know your stuff. Go in there confident. Go in there like you run the room. I didn't let any of that stop me. I was like, all right, listen, you're trying to get something for me. You're reaching out to me. You need my help. I'm the one that's going to make your company better. And, yeah, I, I try to change the game and try to help women understand their confidence because, yeah, it can be very intimidating, but I don't let it get to me. But I would say know your stuff. I love that because a lot of these fields um, – really anywhere in corporate for yes. the most part that we go and we navigate most times we're the only person that looks like us. Mm -hmm. So I'm in banking. I don't see black women in my right. space often. And when I do, I'm like, Oh, Hey, it's another one of me. You know, it's, yes. it's exciting. <laughs> oh <my laughs> it's goodness. exciting. Like, woo. So I can imagine mm -hmm. your excitement working with girls in tech. And when you see other women like catch on, catch the wave and they get, you know, yeah. passionate about it too. You know, you want to connect like that. It's, it's, it's great because even just women, period, because in this industry, you know, you can go to a tech event where it's usually always been men. Even if I just see one woman, I feel excited because I'm like, OK, there's someone I can relate to. Um, or even if I see, when I see a black one, I'm like, ooh, I, I can relate to you even more. But it's just the fact that I, it's just a gap, a gender gap, period, with just women. And I just want to make sure our community is aware of what we have and there's a lot of men that are helping us get into this industry. I don't want to knock them completely down, but just stating like they are helping us in so many ways to do outreach, bring awareness, you know, negotiating salaries. That's a big thing. Bringing up the money. Yeah. Tech has great money in it. And I think us as women need to be a part of that as well. Yeah. Uh, that, that's one area that I noticed, especially black women um, really struggle is with Two things. One, negotiating salaries and then feeling like they have to be so loyal to certain company. You know, they get a job and it's like, well, I've been here, you know, or I haven't been here that long. So I shouldn't be looking for other jobs or I've only been here, you know, a year and I don't want to look like a job hopper or whatever the case. But I'm in a group on Facebook. I think it's called Sisters in Tech or mm -hmm. something like that. It's a large group. And what I love about that space is that people come in there and they ask questions all the time. Like, hey, I got this interview. This is what they asked me. What, how should I respond? Or this is, uh, you know, this is what they offered me. Should I negotiate like this? What is this pay, pay scale? And so I think opening that conversation is going to be a game changer because most people don't want to talk about money. They don't want to say what right. they make. Um, but if you don't know, you could go into some of these situations and get blindsided and, yes. you know, shoot yourself in the foot. Definitely do your research. Uh, there's a lot of companies that will post, definitely on LinkedIn, their salary ranges. Ask for it up front. Uh, definitely in tech, they know what to expect. Definitely now, since it's such a huge, just negotiating salaries is just so big now. I, I never... Just I always want to make sure I negotiate my salary, even if I'm getting a promotion. Um, understand the stock investments. There's so many other things you can negotiate, you know, sign-on bonuses. I think one thing in our community is we forget it's not just the salary. Like, what else are you getting? What benefits are you getting? 
um, understand that because my company went public last year and I didn't even know they were going to go public. And I feel like if I knew more about what I could have got on with stocks or, you know, understanding to negotiate that too, I could have been an even better space, not complaining, but to just be more informed of everything that you're negotiating. So you're talking to me. I just told you I'm not, I'm not techie. I'm not a coder. Yeah. I'm not, you know, <laughs> cybersecurity. I just know when I, you know, get those crazy emails or somebody will send me something that said that my password was hacked. Mm-hmm. That's the most I know about cybersecurity. <laughs> That's good. So, I mean, I know something, a little, a little something, just base knowledge. But women like me who may be um, not techie, what other kind of fields or industries, jobs, whatever, are connected to tech where they might be able to be in a tech-adjacent job or a tech job that just may not look like a coder? Everything. And the reason why I say marketing, I uh, HR generalist, you can be in a tech space with human resources. Um, marketing is very big in tech. We have product marketing teams that I work with every day that have to really market out the company. You really have to promote it in different ways, the messaging, the content, and you learn about cybersecurity that way. Uh, a lot of people we bring on have no cybersecurity experience, but they're writing about it and talking about it every single day. So you really start to pick it up. And even like I stated, going back to teachers, we need people to enable and onboard, train a lot of partners, a lot of people with in, inside of the company. For example, cybersecurity awareness, Cybersecurity Awareness Month was last month in October. Yes, and I know, because I marketed that yes, at my bank. <laughs> it's awesome. But the cool thing about that is, you know, you can you don't have to have that much experience to be a part of that community, because what you're doing is you're bringing in the education to your company internally to know about cybersecurity. But every single job out there, every category is a part of tech in some way. And we all are doing some type of cybersecurity, like when we get on our apps, our social media, make sure you have that two-factor authentication on. You need to make sure you understand these emails, those phishing emails. We're dealing with it every day. So, um, yeah, I feel just in my heart, I think that people should just really just know how to connect the two. But if we could kind of, I think what I need to do is in my community just help a little bit better is to kind of just bring more resources to that because that is a big topic of how do we connect everything. But I think every field is in tech, in my opinion, just seeing it. You just made me feel like I could be a techie. I'm going to tell you why, because you just <laughs> mentioned, no, for real, you just mentioned cybersecurity. Month, and I'm like, oh, yeah, we just spun up a whole campaign about that to our banking customers about what it looks like to get those phishing emails and all of that other stuff. Mm-hmm. I had to take compliance you know, in banking. So I know what all all that other stuff. I'm like, man, maybe I do know a little more than I think I do. So that, thank you. No, you do. (laughs) We all do it every day. Yes. (laughs) So tell me about girls in tech. Yes. We Uh, talked about the job. What is girls in tech? How, what is it? Tell me, tell me, tell me. So girls in tech, we were founded in 2007 by this amazing woman. Her name is Adriana Gascoigne. She's the CEO and founder. And she wanted to, pretty much create a community of women that face the same challenges as her. She is a woman of color, and she found out when she walked into the room, she was dealing with several things that challenged her. So she created Girls in Tech to stop the gender gap, to create a diverse community, 
to reach out to women to create chapters everywhere. We have 60,000 members, 50 plus chapters around the world. So we have grown so much. And I met her five years ago, started out just as a member of the girls in tech community. And she was like, I want to bring you on to lead in Dallas to be a managing director. And I'm like, wow, I got to start a chapter and create an advisory board. And it's a whole new business and bring on partnerships. But girls in tech, you know, when people hear it, they think it's for little girls. It's for college women and career women up. So that college girl looking for the next opportunity and that career woman that's in her field but wants to get more help or wants to transition, we're here to be a part of that. So it's that inner girl for everyone that has that voice, maybe a little too scared to speak up. We're here to kind of help push it. So we're here to just bring on diversity, a community of engagement, events, boot camps, mentorships. We have a jobs board. We have several chapters everywhere. We have three in Texas. We have Girls in Tech Houston, Girls in Tech Dallas, of course, and Girls in Tech Austin. So we're everywhere where anyone needs to find a community to help them be a part of tech. Wow, 60,000 members? Yes, and it's growing. So it's probably more now, but that's that's where we're at. I love that. I, I, first of all, you know, I, I love networking. Yes. Okay, I love connecting. I love networking. But when I hear that, I'm like, okay, that sounds like a safe space where somebody like myself, I keep saying me, like I'm really trying to, you know, do this. But anyway, <laughs> like somebody like me can aspire. But no, seriously, that people can can look and... And feel safe to be in the space because it can yes. be intimidating being, you know, in a male dominated field or something that's new and all of that other good stuff. So what kind of events do you guys have coming up or meetings yeah. or boot camp, what, whatever? What do y'all have? All the things. Yes. So for Dallas tomorrow, we actually have an event. It says why it's up to you to be cyber secure. Um, I've selected different women in Dallas to speak on behalf of what they know about cybersecurity in their fields. I have a woman in cyber law cyber sales, um, another girl that does risk and compliance, and another lady that focuses more on cyber coding. So I wanted to f- create an, a, a virtual event on why it's up to you to be cyber secure to show you that, or anyone that wants to join on that event, to know like all these women are in this field, but it's up to them. They still have a day-to-day life where they're on social media. They can get hacked. They might be in the field, but something can happen. So all these companies are breached almost every single day. And we can't stop what data they have of ours, our personal information. You know, people are like, oh, you're in cybersecurity, but, you know, Uber was hacked. Well, Uber, they got my information. So just anything like that. So I always want to put on certain events where everyone's interested. But for our Girls in Tech Global event, we have a startup challenge coming up. And it's to help women who want to start up a business and they pitch their business to us, and we offer a really great grand prize to certain winners of first, second, and third place. That's in our headquarters. Uh, we had a we had the global conference a few months ago, and we have a lot of things planned for 2023. So more cybersecurity boot camps, more UX UI design, project management, a lot of things that everyone's asking for to kind of help them give them ideas and a pathway to kind of understand these areas better. I love that. So how do we find out? How do we tap into what you're doing? How do we get registered, get involved? Yeah, girlsintech.org is the best place because it gives you access to all the chapters just to see what's out there. If you 
if anyone's in different areas, but um, yeah, girlsintech.org, it can lead you just to girlsintech.dallas as well. Uh, we're all affiliated in the, to the same umbrella, and you can learn about all these events on our website. Even on our Instagram, if you want to just locally talk to the Dallas community, I have a very large advisory board. It's growing still, but um, it's girlsintech.dallas, so we're on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook to really just make that outreach to everyone to show that we have these events coming up. So more to come in 2023. All right, so y'all have heard a ton of resources. First of all, Google has yes. free, you said Google and Amazon and some other places. Yeah, it's several. It's uh, There's other training process. I can't think of all the names, but if you just type in free tech boot camps, just list out, you know, if you're someone that wants to get in project management, UX, uh, let's say anything, design thinking, whatever topic there is, if you type in free, there's a list of things that will just populate populate on on the website. And then you can just go there and look. That's how I've taken a lot of classes myself. Um, start with free first because it, it can get expensive if you get into those true certifications. So, yeah. All right. Well, y'all heard it here first. Go Google free tech courses. Yes. Free boot camp <laughs> Tech boot camp, whatever. Go Google it. Go find it. And then tap into your local girls in tech uh, community. Hopefully, if you're here in Dallas, you'll get a chance to meet the radiant Miss Darian. Oh, and, uh, you know, <laughs> tap into her community and all that good stuff. So before I leave, I love to ask yes. my five questions of all of my guests. So are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. Okay, let's go. The first question is, and, and as I ask this, I'm almost laughing in my head <laughs> because I know that you're pregnant. Yes. And so I know you've probably been a little emotional. Oh, yeah. Mm. Okay. I didn't know that before we got here. I know. It's okay. But what's the last movie or TV show to make you cry? Oh, from scratch? Oh, I knew you oh. were going to say that. Oh, man. I'm still recovering. Let um, me tell you. I, so everybody's been watching from scratch on Netflix and I've been seeing everybody like, oh my God, this show made me cry or I, I didn't know I was going, you know, fall out like this. Everybody's talking about them crying, right? And me, you know, I'm gangster. All yeah. right. I, you know, I'm a G. I thought I was too. I'm a G. <laughs> so I was like, this show ain't going to make me cry. You know, I, I went in like with my armor on. <laughs> I'm serious. Like I suited up. Because I was like, they, they just, you know, they, they exaggerating. I'm watching, I'm watching, I'm watching I'm episode after episode. And I'm like, what is everybody crying about? Like, what are they talking about? I got to that seventh episode. Oh. And I was like, <laughs> I was like falling was to pieces. I'm like, God, dog, it. I got all the way through the show. <laughs> got to the end. It was falling apart. Yeah. yeah, that, yeah, that I'm still, I watched it yesterday, uh, used up all the tissue in the house, oh, so, yeah. That thing did something to me, I'm, oh, I'm not going to give it away. I, I don't want to either. It's but a line. Don't the, watch it, y'all. The, <laughs> the little baby, when the little, the little girl, she said, everybody knows him as your husband, but nobody remembers him as my daddy. Oh, um, like, no, mm-mm. It was, remember. Yeah, it was a whole thing. So anyway, all right. Yes, I'm that, not going that was the one. Woo! Well, that's the last one that made me cry. <laughs> what is your number one guilty pleasure? Ooh. Well, you know, before, it was wine. Oh. 
Mm-hmm. Well, you can still have red wine. Yeah, but I, I just stayed. I just wanted to stay away from it just completely. But um, wine, I love wine. And before I was pregnant, you know, I just never thought I would never have, like, have I always had a glass with me. I collect different types, but the this almost nine months has been like, wow, I really love <laughs> this little boy because I'm not drinking wine. <laughs> So it's wine, yes. So what's your favorite kind? What What's like... I love red blends. Okay. Like, you know, that's just my favorite. You know, I really was really into Prisoner when it was really, really famous in the beginning, and now it's just everywhere. But I haven't tried any in so long, I don't even remember what it tastes like. <laughs> well, once the baby is here, let me know. And yes. I, I got a push gift for you. Oh, thank you. Because I'm a wino. <laughs> yes. Oh. Oh, I'm a wino for that's real. That's good. So yeah, I got I got something for you. So, okay, your genie shows up at your house. Oh. All right. What are the three wishes you'd ask for? Oh, man. Does it have, it doesn't have to be emotional, right? No, just what, you know. Um, a health, well, a healthy pregnancy for it to go smooth, for a great positive future family, um, and just more success in my career. Okay. Good wishes. Good wishes. Now, we just came out of Halloween, so, mm-hmm. you know, everybody was eating candy and all of that. So, you have to choose one. Oh. All right. Black licorice. Oh. Candy corn. Oh. Or the brown and orange wrapped candy that don't have a name on it and nobody oh. knows what it is. Which one do you choose? None of the above. No. <laughs> you got to choose oh, one. This is, um, mm, I guess candy corn. Yeah, I mm. can do the candy corn. I can do that. I can stomach the candy yeah, corn. Yeah, that black licorice, no. Mm-mm. So let me tell you, one of my friends cracked me up on Facebook the other day because she was talking about the, the black and orange <laughs> candy. I know what you're talking about. She was like, that is my favorite Halloween. And I said, well, what is it? Because I didn't know it had a name. Like, does it have a name? What's the brand? We don't know. It's I don't know either. black and orange. And when you get to the house trick-or-treating and they put that in your bucket, you're like, well, I don't never want to go to this house again. <laughs> I just never liked that candy. Um, I don't even remember what it tastes like, but that's a good thing. I don't know. She, she, that was her favorite though. I was like, <laughs> hey, go for it. My final question is, okay. what is something you think everyone should try at least once? Ooh, try at least once. That is a good question. Uh, I stumped her. Get, get out of the country. Okay. Just go. Just go out of the country. Take a risk, yeah. Where? It, it depends now. Uh, you know, just, it can even be like, if, if you're someone that's kind of nervous to go, like, go to Mexico. Just go somewhere. You know, just go somewhere that's not, that you can find new culture, find a different experience from where we are. Because I think pe- everyone needs to just kind of see something new and different. So take that risk and just... Go out of the country. Because oh I was scared at first, and I'm, I'm so glad I did it. Where did you go first? Well, my f- first time was, like, Mexico, but after that, you know, I've, I'm, I've gone to France and everything like that. So it's just like, oh, I'm, I'm so glad I did this. So, All right. Well, y'all heard it, y'all. France, Mexico. Well, she said Mexico first. Try Mexico. Different yeah, toe if, across the border. Tip-toe. Yeah. yeah. Tip-toe across the border. Eating candy corn. Ooh. 
Uh, not lay, by choice. While you lay on your couch <laughs> drinking red wine and eating candy corn. That's what that's that's and watching from scratch. That's a horrible combination. Scratch. That's Can what I, she gave us. Bad combination. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for being here. Thank I have you. appreciated this time and bless your little baby. Oh, thank you. Yes, your little bump over there. So cute. <laughs> so y'all, we We've come to the end of this episode. Again, we will be back next Wednesday at 6 p.m. Central. Here's what I need y'all to do, though. I need y'all to round up like two or three friends. I need y'all to send them the link and say, hey, join me at 6 p.m. next Wednesday and watch this episode. Because next week, we're bringing back a guest that was shifted around last week. And we're going to talk about being a power couple. So, Yeah, we're going to see what this power couple thing is all about. You know, I'm I'm excited about this one. We're going to have Ro Simmons and Rodriguez Underwood on the show. And so I'm excited. Y'all know I love love. I love, you know, all things being booed up. It's cuffing season. So join me back next week, 6 p.m., same time, same place. Until next time. Build a brand that grows your business. Let Bright Girl Media take the guesswork out of marketing your business. Our team is dedicated to helping you build a brand that is so powerful it woos your ideal clients. We offer custom website development, email marketing, social media marketing, and more. With membership subscriptions as low as $39 per month, we have solutions for every budget. Let's create a plan of action to make sure your business wins. Visit us at brightgirl.media to learn how we can empower you to reach your goals.